You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 219 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Hands On Gloves, the all-in-one revolutionary bathing grooming gloves. And Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. Today, we get to know the advanced students of the Monty Roberts International Learning Center from around the world. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and I have my producer, Jen, with me today. Hi, Jen. Greetings, Debbie. Sounds like Hi. it's a busy place out there at uh, it Mount Hood. Is. Yeah. We're, this is. This is going to be the 15th of the month episode. So we are in the midst of a November and you know how Novembers are anyway with the holidays coming up and everything else. But nobody here ever eats turkey on Thanksgiving Day because most of them are from other countries that think we're silly that we eat big turkey birds. Really? Yep. So so your exams frequently end up falling right around the holiday like that? Well, this, yeah, they have, they have, yeah, and we we always have a whole house full of people for Thanksgiving. Everybody that's on the ranch is invited to mom's house, and she gets, I have no idea how she gets these ginormous birds, but it is kind of a fun tradition. Um, we always think of everybody knowing what turkey is and how to eat it and all that stuff, but you should see their eyes bug out when they oh, see 30-pound wow. bird coming out of the oven. I never even think about that, but yes, I know. other countries don't do the Thanksgiving thing the way we do. Now, do you frequently end up with guests who have never eaten turkey at all? Mm-hmm. Yes. Really? Or they've tried it, you know, out of a deli or something. Yeah, that's different. They never see the bird coming that's, out of the oven. That's, that's the thing. That's thing. Yeah, and all the fixings and everything, and they, you know, it's fun. It's fun for them. And and often, uh, if we if we do have somebody who's staying at the bunkhouse, or whatever, and they can fix something, they'll bring something traditional themselves too. Oh, which that is would be fun, fun wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll do the, you know their own version of whatever it is, breads or desserts or something. You know how culturally we'll have we each have our own kind of thing. Yeah, it, it may be di- you know Glenn and his able skeevers. You know. <laughs> uh, Glenn Hebert loved our Able Skeevers. The head of the Horse Radio Network here amazing came out stuff. with you. Yes, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Eight you can you can never go wrong with dough, powdered sugar, and jam. Yep. Butter. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. For Thanksgiving though, we will have all the traditional stuff. And if anybody brings anything crazy, I'll tell you about it. Oh yes, really? save up, take pictures, etc. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That well, I'm excited about today's show because we're going to get an insider's look at the exams mm-hmm. at Flag is Up Farms for becoming a a Monty Roberts instructor. And the word exam strikes fear into many, many hearts. So I'm really excited. <laughs> Four-letter word. <laughs> Four-letter word, it is. I'm excited to hear about their anticipation and what they think it's going to be mm-hmm. like and how they got there. Because I suspect, despite the fact that many of these folks are from other countries and not the United States, we're going to see a lot in common with these horse people. Yes, we are. It, it is pretty fun to see the the theme that goes through them. They care about their horses. They care about being fair. A lot of them were introduced to the concepts by dad's demonstrations over in Europe. So at a, at an early age, or we're given a book, or you know, there's there's all those reasons that people end up here. But I love what. 
their perspective is over the last few years. So listen to what they've seen the arc happening in the horse world. It's really cool. And um, of course, you know, they're, they're shaking in their boots a little bit. This was a lunchtime, um, you know, that we're, we're calling in on and they're a little nervous about their gentling wild horse is next. <laughs> so they don't have wild horses over there. So they'll give a little perspective on that. And uh, yeah, I, I have some tough questions prepared for them. Jay Michelson grew up bathing and grooming horses and dogs. Raised in Texas, he always wondered why his family couldn't find a better way than the old hard-to-hold curry combs or bathing mitts that never fit and the shedding blades that literally ripped the animal's hair right out. Well, fast forward 20 years and Jay had an idea. Frustrated by the old products still not improving after 20 years, he spent more than four years and several hundred thousand dollars developing hands-on gloves, quickly realizing that the reason a quality, comparable grooming product had never been developed, they were really difficult to make right. But he did it. Hands-on reaches far beyond the traditional curry combs, mitts, and shutters out there on the market. Wet or dry, the delicate gloves won't slip or fall off, providing both the groomer and the animal with more thorough and enjoyable grooming and bathing experiences. Constructed from durable, hypoallergenic, surgical-grade material, these lightweight gloves come in five sizes with extremely soft nodules on the fingers and palms. Trust me. Hands-on gloves are the best of all the ways out there to groom your horses, dogs, and cats. Put them on your gift list, too. Find all the sizes and all the colors at handsongloves.com. Happy to have you all here. I've got three lovely ladies in front of me that are from different parts of the world. Very excited to have you all here for the exams. This is like, this is storied territory for us. When we have the exams here once or twice a year, we're always excited to see who's who's the up-and-comers, who's going to be the next instructors out there and where you're headed to, what you're going to do with your instructor certification, and how many lucky horses there's going to be out there to get to know you. And so I thought I'd first start with Anna Marie and, you know, just give us your names, gals, and then where you're from. And then we'll get into horse talk. Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Anna Marie Jörg. I'm from Hungary. I'm Claire Cousins from the UK. Hi, and I'm Ella Baumann, and I'm from Germany. But I bet you could kind of tell that a little Mm. bit too, that a lot of our instructors do come out of Europe, which is pretty exciting. And we do need some more here in the United States, not a small country. We're spread pretty thin, but we're really excited about how the concepts have been taken up for the last 30 years. Dad spent 30 years touring all over Europe and hopefully, you know, making some dent in the efforts to take violence out of the training of horses. Tell me how far you think it's come. I know in your show, you're all young um, and you may have had some experiences with traditional horsemanship, but tell me, do you think that it's come um, a distance even in your lifetime? Do you mean that it's come, that it's improving? Like the, in, yeah, like what I see? Yes. Yeah. In Germany, I think there's a big movement, like because Monty was so famous there, he was always coming to tour and everybody knows him. Like when I say I come here, they're like, ah, Monty. 
Monty, nice, nice, you are going there. So um, I think he was the first one to like make the big change. And now, yeah, a lot of people are using his concepts and um, also some develop it in another direction. But it's still like that. Yeah, I think he changed uh, a lot in the, the horse world. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's also why I wanted to be part of it. Mm. Um, yeah, so we have a facility in the UK where we have liveries. Um, and over the years, you can definitely tell that people are more inclined to use the concepts of Montes. That's interesting. So liveries, and, and define that for us for those people that don't call it liveries here in the US. Yeah. Um, so people where they keep their horses at our place, boarding, I think it's mm -hmm. called in the boarding. US. <laughs> boarding. Yeah. So you'll yeah. see a lot of So you have people, definitely right? seen a, a change over the number of years, yeah. 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 What would you say is the resistance to change at this point then? Just people not understanding, I think, really. Um, and what they've been brought up with, what they've listened to and read. Um, it's just what they think they have to do. Um, I did notice a show that I don't normally go to the shows in the local area, but I did go to a show recently. Um, and there were a lot of youngsters there, children's on ponies and I was shocked at the traditional methods being used <laughs> where like whips and pulling and pushing and kicking and yeah, really shocked. I couldn't believe it. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Are, do you see trainers encouraging that or do you think it's just ignorance on the children's part? I think they just don't realize they don't know any other way. They haven't been taught. Um, so well, yeah, that's be good job to, security for certified yeah. instructors, <laughs> yeah, then, I suppose. What about yeah. you, Anne-Marie? Uh, just to get that note, uh, in Hungary, I saw a lot of things when little children start to ride. The first thing they get from the shop after the mm. helmet is the whip. Because, mm, you know, yes. it's fancy, do, yeah. it sparkles, and it's so yeah. sad. Mm -hmm. So always when I have a new children coming to our horse riding school, I always... You don't need that. Yeah. Just put away, throw it away. You don't need that. Yeah. And that's the first thing they just, ah, oh, look what mm. I have. And I, it's so sad. Mm. So yeah, in Hungary, I think we have Kata and she's really good and she's quite famous in Hungary. Yeah. I mean, she, she's done a lot of work with sport horses, but still, you know, we have these really old guys who just, the, the, the German method, basically. <laughs> so it's, oh, the classical method. And they're really hard to convince about this. And even guys who've seen Monty uh, work in Hungary, they said, ah, it's not good. Mm -hmm. And I, have you seen him? You were there? Mm -hmm. I was there. You were there too. And yeah, and they think it's not working. Mm -hmm. So they have the same ideas. Yeah, if the horse is this respectful, just hit it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, of course, we have some improvements and Kata does a lot of work in the mm. sports world mm. so it's yeah. really nice but now we started to do uh, I started to compete in endurance and I I see that they have actually they're not hurting the animals but they mm. have no idea about the psychological how they learn what they see mm. so it's oh god mm -hmm. and they are riding for a long time so big generations of endurance riders and they have no idea about this so yeah but we have progress uh, a lot of people try natural horsemanship and pot pirelli, but actually it's, it doesn't really work a lot of people do the liberty mm. but it's mm -hmm. not the good way so not florian mm -hmm. they do the mm. yeah. not the good way and yeah. they get injured mm -hmm. i mean mm. it's not good and then the horse is blamed the uh, horses are blamed for not, that not, not necessarily but good. you know we have some girls some young mm. girls from 
15 to 30 mm -hmm. or something. And they do this liberty with lots of horses. And one of the girls gets attacked, one mm -hmm. of her horse. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't blaming the horse, but she was almost dying. She almost died of mm -hmm. it. So, and they didn't see that liberty is, you know, I always mm -hmm. tell the kids, just look at the ears of mm -hmm. the horse. You think they're they are happy with it? Mm -hmm. So that's really popular, liberty. Mm -hmm. So liberty, endurance, what are some of the other disciplines that you're, you think that you can help affect positively? Um, I go with a carriage. Mm -hmm. And I also go, like now, with a carriage with only a dually halter on. Mm -hmm. And I, and my, I, I trained my horse like that. I should, so she never had a bit on when she went on the carriage. And I think it's not like the way they wanted to see because they say, oh, it's dangerous, but it works perfectly on her because she doesn't like the bit. So I thought, yeah, why don't I just go with a dually then? And it was from the first moment perfect. And she's really sensible. And I think, yeah, it could also change. But uh, yeah, but I, I think like the traditional uh, people, they, they say, no, you have to put a bit. So if I go on a um, show or what is it like a... Um, Yeah, where you meet with other carriages and go. Yeah, yeah a parade. A parade, yeah. uh, which I sometimes do. Then I always put the bit now <laughs> because, yeah. they, because they don't want to see it like that. But And it's not allowed yet. But I think like, they're, uh, yeah, you, you can. I, I discovered it. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. That. That's where we start, right? Yeah. We, exactly. we we start there. Yeah, I, would, I would do the same as well. I also do carriage driving. And at the competitions, they'd be horrified if I was just there with the duty halter. But I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> My pony would be fine. Yeah. I love that. There's some competitions that don't even allow that. But I think that's changing now. Exactly. Bitless bridles, side pulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I think you see, I'd like to see, obviously, with the cross-country and show jumping, because I think that's where, mm. especially the young ones with the whips and that, they don't, yeah. like, try and make the horse want to do it want to do it yeah yes. be forced over the jump isn't that one of your favorite <laughs> sayings from dad is um the good trainer can get a horse to do most anything the great trainer can cause the horse to want to do it yeah i think that is the theme yeah yeah, yeah they're just the same that the, the the jumping yeah they need mm -hmm. and actually the dressage in hungary they need to because mm -hmm. yeah they use a big plot mm -hmm. <laughs> but racing Still. Yeah, racing, yeah, of course. Racing still. There, there are rules that they are not allowed to use mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But yeah. still, why do why do they use them anyway? You know, uh, because the horse loves to run. So yeah. if nobody has it, then it's also equal. You yeah. know. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. For that. So right when you came in today too, we were talking mm -hmm. about how it's fun to talk to horsemen or non-horsemen about some of these concepts that you get to surprise people sometimes even with information. Have you had that experience too? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love speaking to people that don't really know much about horses. Um, I can literally talk all day about it um, with what I've learned recently on the advanced course. Give us give us an example. Oh, <laughs> Oh, don't like put me on the something, spot. Something surprising. <laughs> yeah, you, any, anyone, too. Anyone um, of you. I mean, I I had a girl and she doesn't understand that she was riding on uh, a track and she was doing the jumping and her horse doesn't, doesn't want to do the jump. Okay, and she finished uh, the work with the horse and she went back to the stable and she hit it, the horse. And she doesn't understand why the horse gets frustrated. And I just asked her that why so First of all, why is the hit? And why after 10 minutes later? Yeah. Do you know that you have three seconds to to correct? I mean, it's not a correction, but see, 
the mm. horse has no idea what mm. happened. Why, why she get it? So, yeah. and she was just, what? Yeah. And mm. she had no idea about, and this, you know, the, the information, some one side of the brain, the other mm. side, that's absolutely new information. Yeah. Most of the jumpers, sadly, whom I talk to. Mm. So they just, oh, it's interesting. The, the things they don't know. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. One thing I have really learned here and a lot of people wouldn't know, I, do, I never knew about it, was the breathing techniques um, and how that really makes a difference, especially with the wild horses. Um, yeah, from experience, mm-hmm. I found that that's really worked. It really brings them down. Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah, you definitely. use it now? Yeah, and, and all just, the time. Do you, do you get surprising results in front of people maybe that they notice? Yeah. And also with the... Um, the wither when you rub them on the withers and on the head how it lowers their heart rate um i think it said when you rub them on the head it can lower their heart rate by like 10 beats per minute or something that's crazy and it does work because Mm. i have tried it with farrier visits and things Mm. like that and definitely makes a difference love that yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, surprise I, people with yeah, that? I, I just had an experience last weekend. We went riding with a with a woman. She was really nice to take us on a on a um trip to the beach with her horses. And when we arrived, she said, Yeah, but they are um actually I think uh, they've never been on the beach and they have also not been ridden so much. So we were like, Oh wow, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we tried it. And then my horse was uh yeah, yeah, very behaving young and he was also trying to buck. And then I just let the reins loose and like try to move him forward and not like to hit him or to uh, take the reins like uh, tight and like um, blame it on him. But I just uh, said, okay, yeah, you try because you don't know better because you're young. So let's move forward. Let's move forward. And then for me, it was so normal to do that because yeah, Monty's concept, you do always like on the ground, on the horse, in the trailer, wherever you are. So I always think like what, what would he do? And then the owner was so surprised. He said, wow, like, yeah, wow. I think that was so good for him because at the end he was uh, calming down and could also trot and on the beach and where he has never been. And she was so surprised that she was like, oh, I thank you so much to, to ride my horse. You helped me so much and made a window open that, yeah, I didn't know exists. You know, mm-hmm. she said, yeah, probably yes, he, because he was at a trainer before. And then she took him away because she saw it's not going to go anywhere. And she said, yeah, there they were really strong to him. And like, I think also hit him. I don't know. But yeah, he yeah. was fine, you know, and not. Yeah, he was just inexperienced i think mm-hmm. yeah or or had bad experience but he was yeah. so feeling nice that he didn't get any yeah. uh, any pressure on him but just like the movement which horses like to go forward yes. <laughs> yeah so that was nice how she reacted because for me it was already normal but she said no that was so nice i've never seen somebody riding a horse that bucks with a loose rein and make him move and want to go forward you know and yeah that was a nice experience yeah that's <laughs> wonderful I, I i love what you're learning here i love that you are good students. You've gotten this far. And, um, yeah, no, and you've got your, tell me, tell me as, as we wrap, I know we want to talk to you about your horses too, after this is all over and see what you do, but tell me what you want to do with your certification. What are your plans for the future? Okay, I hope I get it, but I, I'm not sure I'm going to pass these. Let's just plan it. Yeah, let's just plan it. Uh, I, I really want to try to teach and spread Monty's, uh, methods in between the endurance riders because now I'm in the group. Obviously, and I'm, I'm an outsider because I, I ride in a different style and I, yeah, but still, uh, and I want to help 
the kids and, you know, the next generation who are not professional riders. So they're not show jump or anything. They're just pleasure riders to just let loose the weep and just think like the horse. So I just want to teach them. So that's, that's, the, that's the concept because in Hungary, to be honest, Kata is, she's the queen and it's fine. She's the best. So she has the sports world. So she has the jumpers, she has the race in a bit, but they are hard to change in Hungary. Mm-hmm. And the dressage is a different thing. But And so I have the end dress. <laughs> and Western riders are, yeah. they are good, I, I would say. The, the Western riders behave yeah. themselves with yeah. the whips? Okay, good. <laughs> they, are, they are, don't use the whips. Oh, of course, they some some of them follows Clinton Anderson and some ugly guys, but still they have a better approach and they know the psychology part about the horse. That's interesting. I I, I wouldn't have known that about the Western. I mean, it's a long way from the Western United States in Hungary, right? Uh, It's not that long, actually. The first thing was, which was a big hit, was Pirelli. And then slowly, and we have a really minor community in the western riders mm-hmm. but they are they but have a different op- approach than the classical riders oh, and it's that's hopeful nice. that's hopeful i love yeah. that okay and what is <clears throat> and so i really want to help people who where they're having difficulties with their horses and they're not getting the results that they require um just to realize that it's not because the horse is playing up because it doesn't want to do it or whatever. It's just, it doesn't understand what they're asking it to do. Um, Cause I think that is a big problem. Um, it's just that the horse doesn't understand if it's not doing what you want it to do. It just doesn't understand you. Um, so I think, yeah, hopefully spread the concepts as far as possible um, in the UK. So you're going to have classes. You're going to teach courses. Yeah. yeah. But not all that yeah. active. I mean, we. I think there's a lot more horsemen than there are instructors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. That's and true. also I like the idea, um, so we have the Exmoor ponies in the mm-hmm. UK, the wild mm-hmm. ones, um, which are endangered. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we can help working with those mm-hmm. to find them homes then so is the gentling part of this fun for you yeah. because it is a good experience here yeah, safe in the shoots and everything. yeah yeah so my sister and i've got two exmoor ponies that we got in october 21 um so yeah i've been working with them for the last year that's been really interesting and that's really <laughs> yeah. cool yeah people if you haven't Google the Exmoor ponies. It's a great story out of England too, and they're they're beautiful. And they have to manage the breeding because there's so few of them. Um, mm-hmm. So they have to um, sell the youngsters every year, mm-hmm. and obviously you want those to uh, to go to homes yeah. where they're going to be able to do something, not just stay completely wild and right. not be handled. So yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. That sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also like the the other two girls. Um, <laughs> I, I I can imagine to teach, and um, I was a teacher before I, at a, um, a normal school for kids, like elementary school and high school. So I think that uh, should not be the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, and I also love the the wild um, horses, mm-hmm. and I did tra- also train some Exmoor ponies with a friend uh, who also did the exva- advanced um, course, but not the exam yet. And we had so much fun to train them. It was so nice. So I would love to train more wild horses, but I don't know if I have the possibility because in Germany, there are not so many. (laughs) I mean, we do also have, yeah, exactly. And we do also have some project with wild horses, but um, I was so busy now with the preparation for the exam. So I did not plan everything (laughs) already for the future. But uh, yeah, I have uh, some ideas um, 
yeah, and also to help people with uh, mm -hmm. remedial horses yeah. would be nice. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a better place to put the instructors in remedial horses that have just most mostly been misunderstood, right? Mostly misunderstood. Mm -hmm. I, I, one of my favorite things is to um, expose to people that we treat horses like carnivores sometimes mm -hmm. because we're around dogs and cats, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. And people go like, hmm, what's that mean? A flight animal is different. And it's so mm -hmm. fun. I can see you all nodding your heads that it's fun <laughs> to play with the psychology of yes. it yeah. when you realize that they'd never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. It kind of puts horses on a different level. Mm -hmm level for that people. That really surprises people when you talk about that and yeah, being play animal rather than predator. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's my first lesson. People don't, don't pet the horse think... and don't feed from the hand. Yeah. Right. Yes. After you throw, yeah. away, throw away yeah. the weed, right? <laughs> right after that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's wonderful mm -hmm. talking to you. I'm wonderful that you gave me a little time during your busy week here at the exams. I um, hope you're enjoying California and yeah. And our farm, and uh, we love having people through. So send people our way. But good luck to you, <laughs> and we'll you. be talking to your other your other um, compadres too. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to have you all here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Monty likes to say that the concepts inherent in the language equus are based upon always giving the horse the power of choice. This is why he created his online university. So rehabbing and rehoming racehorses. You want to save them all. We get it. You will love this series with Monty and Jamie Jennings, host of Horses in the Morning and a certified Monty Roberts instructor out of Oklahoma. They work together on retraining ex-racehorses or off-the-track thoroughbreds for new purposeful careers. See this series at MontyRobertsUniversity.com. Well, we're sitting here today in a lovely sunny day in California, but I've got a nervous lady here. <laughs> I've got, yes. I'm sitting with Via Franco, who is actually um, taking a moment for us to um, forget about the exams for just a moment. She has challenged the exams, which I must point out is very, very brave, very brave, Ooh. but very, I think, calculated. And I think it's smart. And we're going to find out why, too. Um, because, <laughs> right? Right. So tell us a little bit about, tell us who you are, where you're from, and then why your um, husband, Valdo, um, talked you into <laughs> coming here. Well, uh, I'm Bia Franco. I'm from Brazil. Uh, a little town called uh, Barretos in the countryside of the Sao Paulo state. We're a very agriculture city. We have the largest uh, rodeo in, I would say, all South America, if not the world, not the like world. when you put the festivals and everything together. It's a very big thing we have back home. And um, the way he put me into the, because I was scared of horses before doing all this. And, and then he goes like, he's always trying to take me to the ranch and play with horse. And I'm like, no, not, not this time, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> and then we were just like sitting. And then it came out the conversation to that. He had some horses at the ranch that he would like, he would like to tame because of all of how it is to, in Brazil, I mean, uh, you can't really trust somebody 
your horse that they're going to do the gentle way and not the breaking way. So these horses, if I understand, you have some horses, you've been married for a while now, and, and you have some horses in Bajetos yes. that have not been started at all, no, right? They were just at the farm, uh, at the ranch, uh, just let go. Nobody would care for them. We call that feral. Feral. <laughs> we had feral horses. <laughs> feral horses. Okay, so let me get this right. You're a woman living in Long Beach now. Your husband's been in IT for... Oh, 22 20 years. 22 years or something. And he gets an idea that you should come to the farm and take what course? Oh, my. When he saw it, it was the... Double line. Double line lunge. And he goes like, oh... They are in module three or four, I don't remember. And we're late. And I'm like, oh gosh, are we? <laughs> Let's go then. <laughs> and then I came with him and I, I barely could touch a horse when I arrived here. Mm -hmm. it, it was like, it's been a challenge for me since the beginning. Really big. Everything, every, like every minute. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really nice to overcome a fear to overcome these challenges and you see how you can progress. I think the smartest thing you did, though, I mean, you might be thinking it sounds like a crazy story right now, but, you know, if you had to learn about horses or anything, you'd want to go to a person who, number one, has spent their lifetime studying oh. that animal. But second of all, to explain it from the ground up, from the psychological angle, from the psychology of a horse or equine behavior, as opposed to here, here's a halter, here's, yes. here's a line, go get that horse. You actually did it from the ground up. And I think this is actually super smart of you because how many people start with bad habits from the time they were, you know, nine and a half years old and they were taught to use a whip or they were taught to, you know, be aggressive with horses before they were aggressive with you or something. So here you start. Started, even though you had fears and you had doubts, you actually got explained why horses behave the way they were. Do you think that was like the most brilliant thing you've ever done? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's been a trip, this, uh, I'd say. And it's amazing how, how we fall in love the first time we came here for a three-day course. That's what we were doing. Like, oh, let's check that out. Waldo said, like, oh, I saw this Monty Roberts. He's the this guy. Let's let's see. And then we went and we were just in love with with the with the message that he wants for the world. And actually, this is also what we want to bring to Brazil that we think it's so needed over there. And and I think that's the most part that it keeps me going. Mm. It's like how I think I can change a lot of people's lives back there. Mm -hmm. So that's what I keep thinking about to mm -hmm. to not just jump in the car and go back home <laughs> running. <laughs> She's doing great, by the way, people who are listening to this. No, I, I think that's um, you know, a lot of times we have horse girls on here. You know, we ask people when did they get into horses? How did they get into horses? Um, but it's it's rare when we have somebody who says, you know what, I started at age, I don't know, you have a couple of kids, so I'm not even going to say. Yeah. But, you know, you're not 12 and you are um, starting a brand new life. But what a way to go back to Pejetos. Now, tell us a little bit about your family's relationship with Pejetos, too. 
Well, my my mom and dad has a, a restaurant and my dad, it's part of the group that it's in charge of the rodeo, the 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 Os Independentes is the the group that found the founder of the the Barretos Festival. Mm-hmm. So my dad is part of that since he's a, a single guy because you need to be single mm. to to be part of this group to mm. get in. Mm. Then you can get married, but to get in, you need to be single. I and didn't even know th- that. yeah, That's there's a, a, yes. So so my dad's part of the group and. And we have a relationship with the people that does the the rodeos. And I think we can do a great partnership there Mm -hmm. with them too. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, you're talking to your dad and his experiences around horses. What do you think has surprised him the most of the things that you've learned? Well, my dad is not a very horsey person. (laughs) Actually, my mom was the one that was born in a farm. Mm. And she would, she said that uh, her parents would make her sleep in the horse. You know how to, to choose the, yeah, yeah. So that she would fall asleep in the horse. Yeah. Uh, so my mom came from, from a farm setting. Mm. My dad was more of a city guy. Okay. And I think that's why he joined the club, you know, oh, just I to see. be with, uh, with uh, other people. Mm. But, uh, but then we have farms, but then we would go on horse on horse ride rides at our ranch and with with the cousins and and play with the horses right there when when we were young and uh also i i participate in st- street events and at the rodeo I even i one time i got in a horse with a flag and oh yeah yeah, yeah. and the then uh, in the parade and then i don't know somehow i just start feeling fear of them. I think it was after motherhood to tell you the truth. Uh-huh. And then you know how you fear everything and and then but then not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. So Bia, what do you want to do with your certification? What are your plans? Well, Wild and I, we have a plan to first introduce this to the rodeo. Uh, and I think it will be amazing if we can achieve that. That would be really nice. And we would also like there are three major things we would like to do in in Waldo's Ranch. It will be work with uh, with cowboys from the farms that you know. That's where it really begins the mistreating of the horses, mm-hmm. and then we want to empower women to to be part of this. And because in Brazil we have a culture that. A gentling a horse it's not breaking like over there is breaking I, I would say some some of them so it's only for tough guys and so we want to introduce and say look in the United States in Europe women are the majority come on girls <laughs> and bring them in you know and bring them with the family with the kids they do the horses the family do something else at the ranch that's what some of the things we want to do and then we want to also do a partnership with 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 city with some schools to work with kids fantastic because i think uh the drugs and the violence in Brazil is really big mm. and we need to address that. Mm. And, and maybe we, we can also do our ranch. We can also do 
also the Uzi Independent said we can use everything they have for us for the programs with Monty Roberts and Waldo and I. And so that's that's our expectations. That's just a small few. No, that's huge. (laughs) That is huge. Yeah, it just changed the culture in Brazil. But it is happening, though. Don't you think a little bit that people are becoming more aware of the concepts or is it... Uh, do we have a long way to go? Is it job security for those with certification? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We have job security <laughs> there, but um, the changes I see, I see happening. We we even saw some guys doing the gentling with horses and presentations and saying, "Look, you don't need to hit, you don't need the whip, you don't need to use any violence." We saw that. We saw that there are some. There is even a another university there that they teach stuff with the horses. So we see that it is people are getting more aware, but I don't know the people that don't have the means Mm -hmm. like this, this cowboy guys that lives in the farm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they see any other Mm -hmm. things, which is one of the things we want to achieve, maybe do something more compact for them, Mm -hmm. you know, so they, because not as as deep in as we do here, but just to show them that, look, you can do better, man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you will be better. You feel better and the energy goes and it flows, you know, you put the good out there Mm -hmm. and the good will come right back in. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Absolutely true. I think that half of it is just them seeing the demonstration, right, of join up and how a horse can be treated generously and fairly and get more from that session um, yeah. without taking away from the trust, which is beautiful. And it's beautiful to watch you. And, you know, you say that you're a little on the edge here, but this is a woman who sings and plays the <laughs> guitar in front of live audiences and oh, can do gosh. anything she wants to do. So she's doing it this week. It, this week it's with horses, right? It is. This week, the challenge is here and it's where I'm really focused. I haven't even called home <laughs> because I'm like, I'm really focused here. I don't want to look any other side. Um, but yeah, we're very focused yeah. on getting that done. Good. Well, good luck and to you. I'm very you. excited to hear how you do. I'm lucky horses is all I can say. Yeah. Lucky thank horses. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Sure. I'd like to introduce one of our German students here who's flown all the way over from uh, the European continent to take the exams this week. As we've been talking about, we finally got some sunshine. It rained so hard for two days. We thought we were in England for a second, Um, but we're glad we're not. We're glad you're here. You want to introduce yourself and tell us where you're from? Yeah, hi everybody. My name is Kati. I'm from Germany. And yeah, I came all the way to the US to um yeah, study Monty's methods now and do the exam. And do the exams, yeah. You've been studying the methods though for some time now, right? Yeah, we started um 2018 before COVID hit. Um yeah, I watched uh, Monty's uh, show at the Equitana and then I saw two German instructors over there and um I always wanted to take the courses, but um of course it's uh, really expensive to go all the way to the US. So after school I first had to start like studying and working. Um yeah, but on the Equitana I saw Monty with his team and there were two really nice German instructors and uh, so I 
I watched them and wanted to see also not only how they are with the horses, but also with the people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, and then I decided to start the courses with them. And now, yeah, they teach me in Germany. And now I'm finally here in the US at the Flaggersup Farms and I'm super happy. Ah, it's 2022. That's a long bit of time to yeah. wait. I love the fact that you said that you were watching how they reacted with people mm -hmm. as well as with horses. So you were judging them a little bit, yeah? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, not in a bad way, but, um, you know... Um, I like um, teachers or instructors, people who teach me something who are also empathic with humans because um, since I'm a child, I have really hard times when people like yell at me. I remember in writing school, every time the writing teacher started to yell at me, I would tense up. And of course, that's all what we're learning. Like tensing up is the, like the worst thing you can do. So, um, but still, um, every time someone puts really pressure on me and yells at me I feel like okay my brain shuts down like the horse just like the horse and I cannot learn anymore mm -hmm. and I um I really wanted to learn the methods but I knew knowing myself after all those years that I need someone who's also like able to teach me um so that I really can work with the concepts mm -hmm. because you cannot um teach the horse to release the like to not tense to trust and you release the pressure when you are still holding the pressure because someone's watching there and giving you a hard time and so yeah I was really um, hoping that I would find um, instructors who also be yeah helping me and mm -hmm. um, they both really did that's good it is we, we talked a little bit about in another group that a lot of instructors are still handing their young students whips and other pieces of equipment or giving them instruction to you know be domineering um, unfair to the horse too. So I imagine you're going to go on another track. What do you think is one of the most valuable tools that they can use these young people to learn? Yeah, definitely. Also, um, when you, when you want to become a horse trainer or just when you want to work with horses and especially in Monty's method, like you have to uh, be empath empathic with the mm -hmm. horses and you also have to be empathetic with humans because in the end you will always, most of the time, um, also, um, also train the, the people, the owners, um, the people around the horse. So you also have to be nice uh, to the people. You have to know how to tell them so that they also don't shut down, but keep listening. Right. So I think, um, as a, yeah, as an instructor in Monty's methods, it's, it helps a lot if you're also, um, yeah, good with people and, mm -hmm. um, because it helps you keeping, um, yeah, keeping to spread the message. And yeah, and then yeah. it's way more easy for the students to really understand the, um, yeah, all what it's about and can also, um, yeah, work with the body and the mind free of their mm -hmm. own pressure. And yeah, that helps a lot with the horses. I imagine breathing. You're, you're going to go into a gentling session here in just a mm -hmm. few minutes. And I imagine that teaching people to breathe is a big part. It's such a big part. Monty's always saying it. And um, yeah, but when you're in the round pen with a young horse or untouched horse or something and you have to work um, with them and you really feel, okay, well, if I'm not 100% um, in control of my own body, of my, in my, of my own adrenaline, of my own breathing, like I, um, I will mess up and not for myself, but for the horse. And this will forever and ever stick with the horse. So it's my once in a life, once in a lifetime for the horse chance to make it wide. And I have to be 100% sure of myself so breathing is uh, super important mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. so do you have opportunities in germany to work with wild horses 
Um, rarely. So that was really um, hard to prepare for the exam. We have some um, White Houses in Germany, but there um, it's not that they just allow you to come in and practice. So uh, we came a little bit in advance to the US to, because here are more places, uh, the Mustang sanctuaries um, to to practice working with the, yeah, with the wild ones, with the untouched ones, because it's so much different. And when you, when you're working at home with your, um, with your like normal horses who are used to people and all the noises, you act really different then um all of a sudden being in the presence of an untouched horse. And so, mm. um, we thought, okay, we cannot step out of the airplane and directly go to the gentling. We have to come in that mood. So mm. we went to a Mustang Sanctuary before. Oh, that's great. And I heard you maybe took a trip to the beach too. Did you go? Yes, yes. Um, we have an amazing host here. And um, yeah, we, we got the chance to um, went uh, riding on the beach with her young horses. And that was, of course, an amazing ex experience for us because it was the first um, time for the young horses to be at the beach. And they are not ridden frequently and not not um, yeah not many uh, miles under the saddle so um, yeah it was really exciting and also of course we could um, we could uh, directly use what we are learning what we're doing all the time so it's perfect so it's not only of course you have to study and learn and read but also it's like your everyday handling with the horses mm -hmm. and yeah it was a perfect opportunity to also show what we learned so far yeah good that serendipity that's good and um, so what what are your intentions to do with the certification what are you going to do when you go home with all the the newfound First of all, we have to pass the exam. Okay, I'm assuming. <laughs> That's uh, the first main goal. And yeah, actually, there are many different things to do. Uh, I would love to do so. I have to find of, uh, yeah, kind of structure it a little bit and see really where my path is going. But one thing I'm uh, really interested in is, um, yeah, how can we teach people from the beginning when they start with horses, what is the right way? Because um, I often, like for me, it also took some years. When I was young, I already felt that there's much more that they didn't um, teach me in riding school, but I couldn't find anyone else who showed me. So, um, and then, yeah, I went back to the traditional ways all the time, how people tell you how to do it, because if you're young, you don't know a better way. You can read the books, but it's difficult then to just apply it on your own. So um, I really wa want to find a way, um, especially for young children, like if they start riding, like, and the parents are not into horses, they don't have an idea that you can directly teach them how to be with a horse what what do you have um, to know about horses psychology everything training what is training how we are training all the time so i think um because the older the people are and then all of a sudden they have a problem with the horse and then they call a trainer but then it's oftentimes really late or they are like why wasn't i told before mm -hmm. like i'm like 20 30 40 50 years whatever and why what why did i don't know about it so yeah. um it would mm -hmm. make it easier for the horses from the beginning and for the people directly um so yeah i think that would be an awesome point um yeah to change a little bit um the education in germany mm -hmm. everywhere really yeah. but i'm glad you're being effective there so what's your horse's name that you're going to be working with uh, today in the gentling uh -huh. it's nigella and my starter horse is a beautiful arabian mare called aspen aspen and tell me a little bit about them what do you think yeah, um, Aspen, oh, she's super sensitive, typical Arabian map, super pretty. Um, yeah, and 
Yeah, she's um, giving me um, a lot of good learnings. Um, mm. It's um, she is really easygoing, but also super sensitive, and she reacts immediately. So um, yeah, also um, it's never it's never stop stopping to learn. So even with her, I still have those moments where I think, okay, that was now definitely my fault, and she reacted. So now I have to cure it again. But she's um, she's much fun to work with, lovely male, and yeah, I hope that I can give her a good start. Um, yeah, and. Um, yeah, getting to used to the tech and the long lining and the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to remember. Order that you use and everything else. So Aspen, the Arabian, yeah. they're sensitive, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's beautiful. And what was the other? The other one is Nigella, Nigella. and so now it's going to be our first session. So I cannot really know. say a lot, mm-hmm. but um, of course we have seen her the last days around, and um, she is uh, super sensitive. She would jump from every no- noise. Like when we were walking past by, I always know that I have to say something. Like I always say, "Okay, guys, we come. are coming. <laughs> don't you don't have to jump because so they're so super sensitive." Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and she was, when I marked out her stable, she was reaching out to me with her nose, so mm-hmm. super curious, but she could not make the move mm-hmm. yet to touch me. And I know, okay, if I would force her now. So I was waiting always. She would come like every day a step closer, reaching out and trying to sniff my hand. So um, I'm really looking forward to show her now that the touch is a good thing mm-hmm. and that we are scrubbing, giving her uh, scratches and giving her head rubs and that everything is nice. And then that we will not hurt her so that to give her to really take away the the scare that she has now of the first touch so yeah. she's already reaching out so today i think uh, finally i can um, touch her and then she she knows how how the whole thing is going and that nothing will happen that's wonderful okay so nigella gets her first touch from a human today so these are not remedial horses these are completely feral untouched horses well good luck today i'm excited to hear and i'm excited for nigella too absolutely thanks for being here thank you so much for having me whisper the language of the herd listen you don't have to say it's time for jamie jennings to fetch an email from monty roberts inbox and share a morsel of monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call ask monty leave this world a better place the magic in the language of the herd dear monty Sometimes my horse wants to put his tongue above the bit. I think he does that because he's nervous. Although I've tried to put a rubber thing on the bridle to avoid this, I think it only stressed him more. I would like to go to the origin of the problem if possible and not to apply a remedy that doesn't solve the problem. He stopped doing this for the last months, but then started again this week, and I really want to understand why this happens and solve it because I know it means he's not comfortable. Can you help me? Monty's answer. I love this question. I suppose the reason I like it so much is that I think I have a very good answer for it, and this answer has a twist to it that people find interesting. During the first half of my career with horses, I recall that I shared the same opinion with virtually every professional that I knew. If a horse was inclined to put his tongue over the bit, one should elevate the bit in the horse's mouth so that it's more difficult for him to negotiate the act of placing his tongue on top of it. It seems to me that I had as much trouble as everyone else with this particular problem. After riding the young horse for a month or two, the habit seemed to go away, and naturally I made the assumption that I knew what I was doing and that elevating the bit was an effective way to cure young horses of this annoying habit. 
The fact is that horses find it very uncomfortable to carry the bit when it's under their tongue, and it seems that eventually they come to the conclusion that it is much better to keep the tongue under the bit. Given this piece of information, one would have to conclude that I was never very successful at all in helping them with this problem. It simply went away under natural circumstances. Well, one day I was working with young horses on Flag is Up Farms, and a gentleman from Australia came through and introduced himself as a professional horse trainer in Australia. Somehow, we got on to the discussion regarding tongues over bits. He told me that he had discovered a very simple way of dealing with this problem, and naturally, I asked him for his formula. He told me to drop the bit about two notches or so from the normal position. He advised me that I should make it easy for the horse to put his tongue over the bit in those early days, giving the horse the freedom of choice, but allowing them the discomfort of negative behavior was an absolutely remarkable solution, and it has worked for me like a charm ever since. It doesn't seem logical until one observes closely the true nature of the horse and stops attempting to force behavior, employing instead that wonderful methods of making it easy on the horse when he does the right thing and uncomfortable for the horse when he does the wrong thing. I don't know this man's name, so I can't give him personal credit for this discovery, but maybe someday he will come back around to claim his rightful handshake and nod of approval. The answer to this question supports my theory that if we are the best horse people possible, we will employ freedom of choice as much as we possibly can. True, we should recognize that negative behavior must be followed by negative consequences, but absolutely in the absence of violence. Thanks, Monty. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to MontyRoberts.com and click on the words Ask Monty at the bottom of the page. Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. So December 17th, we have a mountain trail play day coming up. That's what we have in the middle of every month. So I'm going to say a few of those dates. Then December 16th through 18th, we have a horse sense and healing. Then skip to January. On January 14th, we have a mountain trail play day, right? And on January 21, we have a horsemanship 101. In February, on February 4, we have a mountain trail play day. Uh-oh, that got early in the month, but... Because we're busy in the month of February, I want you all to think about coming to the Gentling Wild Horse Course. That's February 6th through 10th, five days. And then February 13th through 25 is the intro course of horsemanship. And 13 through 15 is the module out of that, which is the introductory course module one, first steps to Monty's methods. Then the February 16th through 18 is the introductory course module two. That's join up. And then February 22 through 24 is the intro course module three long lining. We will have an exams on uh, February 23 through 25 for the introductory course in, as a whole. And that would be preparation for the intro exams on the 23rd through 25. And then long-term thinking here, March 2023 on March 11, we have a Horsemanship 101. Those are super popular and fill up fast. In fact, our January 1 might be close to filling up. So that January 21, if you want one, uh, get in on the Horsemanship 101. It's the foundation of Monty's concepts. You might be a horseman for 50 years. 
but I bet there's stuff you'll learn on this one. So March 11th, we'll have a Horsemanship 101 as well. Then March 13th through 17th, we have Monty's special training. This is the one we film and we use for television. It's a lot of fun. We use it for our uni lessons because we never know what we're going to get on a Monty special training. 13th through 17th of March. And then on the 18th, we have our Mountain Trail Play Day. So that's as much as I'm going to give you. Why, Jen? Because they they look it up on the website, right? That's right. MontyRoberts.com. It has all of that and more. You can also call Flag is Up Farm at 805-688-6288. You know, I think of the Horsemanship 101 course Mm -hmm. for people who have a lot of horse experience. They're not new to horses. Horsemanship 101 is going to take you from Horseman to Horseman 2.0. Oh, should we call it that? <laughs> yeah, you, you, well, you can take all of the things that you know about horsemanship. Mm-hmm. Many of the things you're going to go, well, yes, that's that's reaffirming. But then you're going to take away so many things. And I, I know this from experience, having gone to the movement and having spent lots of time talking to you and Monty and Jamie. Mm-hmm. You're going to have so many global light bulb moments where you say, yeah. <laughs> where you, where you, take in some little bit of information that might be to a particular thing, but you can apply it globally to everything you do with a horse. Yep. And then you, you scratch your head and say, why hadn't I ever thought of that before? <laughs> and you can apply it to just so many places. So even if you are an experienced equestrian, uh, Horsemanship 101 is going to give you so much insight into making yourself a better horseman. Absolutely. And know. it's a lot of fun too, it's Jen. A lot of fun too. Well, there's <laughs> that. <laughs> and there's that. And it's and then it's it's California in the winter. There's that well, too. Well, true. That's true. Yeah, and our and our Januarys can be you can get those hot days and cold days, who knows, but um, January and March are great days to do the horsemanship 101. We planned it that way, didn't we? Did yes, planned we did. it that way. And hello, it might be a little chilly, it might be a little toasty, but it's not going to be snowing. No. Mm-mm. Not Minnesota also, here. Sorry. And for details <laughs> about today's show and so much more, you can go to horsemanshipradio.com. By the way, you can also go to moneyroberts.com and find this podcast's one-stop shop, and you'll find more information about our guests there. We love your feedback. We love to hear from all of you Monty Roberts fans. Great way to do that is through social media. On Facebook, it's Monty Roberts, the one with the little blue check mark. On Twitter, as well as Instagram, it's Monty underscore Roberts. And many thanks to our sponsors. Who are they? Handsongloves.com and MontyRobertsUniversity.com. Be sure to visit all the other great shows, too, on the Horse Radio Network, the number one horse radio network in the world. And that's at www.HorseRadioNetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours. (music) 